Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Vision has emerged of a confrontation between police and two elderly women in an apparent anti-lockdown protest. It comes as anger continues to grow in Victoria over the decision to extend the lockdown in Melbourne, with many saying the roadmap is going too far. Live now to our team of reporters, first to Nathan Templeton in Melbourne. Nathan, some say this was heavy-handed. Well, Nat, from a strictly legal perspective, police say that it is generally an offence to not give your name to officers and that they can seize possessions while making an arrest. But from an inch point of view, it doesn't look great. Surrounded by five police, two elderly women in a standoff with officers. It was filmed near Saturday's anti-lockdown protests. And as the woman's friend takes out her phone to film, an officer snatches it out of her hand. The Premier's long and slow roadmap out of lockdown is taking a toll. Many are asking if the extended restrictions are going too far, with the state's daily number of infections on a downward trend, recording just 41 new cases yesterday. It's ruining people's livelihood and it's tearing families and people apart. Now, there are more protests planned for Saturday. There is a glimmer of hope for Victorian sports fans, though. Cricket Australia hasn't given up hope of the MCG hosting the Boxing Day test. It's a long shot, but if case numbers keep falling and smaller crowds can be managed through the spring racing carnival, Melbourne might be given a chance to have 20 to 30,000. It's more likely, though, the Adelaide Oval will get Boxing Day, Nat. OK, let's go to Nathan Curry, who's also in Melbourne. Businesses say they will struggle with this lockdown extension. No, they say if it goes on for another six weeks, as is planned, many just simply won't survive. The Premier has been spruiking there's a slight chance we could get out a little earlier if the case numbers continue to drop. But as it stands, October 26 is the earliest hospitality and retail shops will be able to open, but only if we're getting fewer than five new cases of coronavirus a day. It's why the Victorian Chamber of Commerce is calling on the government to change its plan and assess each business on its own merit. It's also calling for cash grants to be handed to each business. The Premier on Sunday when he announced his roadmap did say there would be compensation to businesses but we're still waiting for that announcement to come. Nat. Taylor Aikens in Canberra. The Prime Minister says he hopes Victoria's roadmap is a worst case scenario. 
Yeah, that's right, Nat. Describing the decision to extend the lockdown as crushing news that would test all Victorians. Prime Minister Morrison also ramped up pressure on the Victorian government to improve their contact tracing measures, saying the state could emerge from those stage four restrictions quicker if it followed a similar tracing model to that of New South Wales. The plan that was outlined yesterday, I hope, is a worst case scenario. I see it as a starting point. It's important that we work on building that tracing capability in Victoria. New South Wales is the gold standard. But Premier Andrews rejected that suggestion, saying New South Wales hadn't seen the same levels of community transmission through the past few months. The Prime Minister also warned about the domino effect the extended lockdown will have on the nation's economic recovery. Nat. Let's go to Sam Brett at Liverpool Hospital in Sydney's southwest. A massive testing blitz is underway there. Yes, Nat, good morning. There is a very real concern for staff members both here at Liverpool Hospital and also Concord Hospital in the emergency departments. Uh, more than 100 staff members have actually been told to self-isolate for 14 days. That was after a doctor in his 40s who was working here at Liverpool tested positive and infected two other people and he then went on to work at Concord where another person was infected as well as a visitor to a patient in emergency. The New South Wales Health Department though is uncertain as to how the virus is spreading considering everyone was wearing masks. One theory is that it is actually spreading through surfaces and objects. People are touching them and then rubbing their eyes. So if this is the case, well then cleaning protocols need to be reviewed. Still, the Premier is pleased with the numbers in New South Wales. Only four new cases in the past 24 hours, Nash. And Tamara Bowes at the QT Hotel in Surface Paradise today where passengers and crew of controversial yacht lady Pamela have been in quarantine. Tamara, they've been allowed to stay in Queensland. Yeah, Nat, we've been told that Mark Simmons and his family left the QT Hotel here in Surface Paradise just after midnight, as soon as their two-week hotel quarantine period wrapped up. They were on board that lady, Pamela, that docked here on the Gold Coast last month, initially given an exemption to be here. That was quickly revoked after it was revealed. They'd made a number of stops on their way here from COVID hotspot Victoria. The skipper of that yacht now at the centre of a police investigation for lying on their border declaration pass. Uh, the Queensland State Government government now does have the power to send them packing, but it's been revealed that they may now in fact be allowed to stay. It comes as the Queensland Treasurer has revealed that COVID has torn an $8 billion hole in the state's finances. And that there's every chance that come next year, the state's total debt could surpass $100 billion. OK, thanks very much to our team of reporters there. Anger is building in Melbourne as the strict lockdown rules take their toll. This dispute between a group of police and two elderly women was captured on camera. Now, as her friend starts to video the incident, one officer snatches her phone. Now, technically, the pair shouldn't have been sitting in the park. It follows violent protest clashes last Saturday. Another anti-lockdown protest is planned for this weekend. Joining me now is Victorian Liberal MP Tim Smith. Tim, good morning to you. Morning, Sam. Now, how well we can see from these incidents, how frustrated are people in Melbourne? And these are not your average protesters. These are people from all walks of life, all generations, knowing that there are still weeks to go in this lockdown. Well... For your viewers right around Australia, um, people are increasingly frustrated down here. I mean, look, we've been locked down for longer than Wuhan, to put that in perspective. 
I mean, this is one of this is the world's longest lockdown here in Melbourne. It's getting out of control. Uh, people are frustrated. People have lost their jobs. Uh, over 600 people have died. I mean, it's miserable down here. And when you see um, pictures like that of the police essentially harassing two elderly women, I mean, the police essentially are, are simply enforcing the rules of the Andrews Labor government. So you can criticise the police, and that look for the police is terrible. But essentially, they're just uh, they're adhering to Daniel Andrews' instructions and enforcing his laws. And a lot of these laws, frankly, are ridiculous. Particularly this curfew. We still have a, we're going to have a 9 p.m. curfew until the end of October. Mm. I mean, this is totalitarian state sort of stuff. This is communist, you know, Russia stuff. This is ridiculous. It's out of control. Tim. And the public are losing faith in their leaders. Yes. Look, when you look at what's happening, we had protests across Melbourne over the weekend. You've got more planned for next weekend, and I'm pretty sure they're going to go ahead. These people are not going to stop and stay home. Now, that means you've got people mingling together and possibly spreading this virus even further. But... To me, Victoria is, but there, there will be continued civil disobedience until you have a proper roadmap, to use this word, out of this situation. Well, well, that's exactly right. This is not a roadmap. This is a death warrant for Victorian businesses, uh, for Victorian livelihoods, and indeed for Victorians' mental health. And you are correct that our society is fraying at the seams. Now, I absolutely implore everyone not to protest. You mustn't protest. But the double standards that we're seeing in Victoria are so annoying. They're so irritating for so many law-abiding people because back in June, 10,000 Black Lives Matter protesters marched through the streets of Melbourne and only three of them were given a fine. It was illegal to protest in June. Why weren't 10,000 of them uh, arrested or, or, or fined like we saw on the weekend? That's what's so annoying for, for the vast majority of Victorians who are adhering to these rules, who aren't protesting, who are trying to do their very best to school their children at home, adhere to these extraordinary lockdowns, um, who can't work, who possibly lost their job. And yet we see this outrageous double standard where if your cause is trendy and if your cause is agreed with by Daniel Andrews, you can go protesting. But if you're protesting against Daniel Andrews, uh, you're thrown into the back of a paddy wagon. Tim, the national president of the AMA, the Medical Association, says the Andrews government's plan, this roadmap, as they're calling it, is the right one. What do you make of that? Well, I, I do note that the state president of the AMA did describe the Andrews Labor government's response to the coronavirus as like watching a slow car crash. So I don't think the AMA is entirely at one with regards to the Andrews Labor government's performance during this crisis. And look, um, 600 doctors have signed a letter suggesting that what the Andrews Labor government is doing is wrong and bears no resemblance to science. I read this morning um, in a number of newspapers that um, at least half a dozen, half a dozen epidemiologists um, are very critical of this so-called roadmap. So to say that there is... Um, universality of medical opinion with regards to this uh, death warrant for Victorian businesses and mental health is wrong. Uh, there is a great diversity of opinion in the medical profession and a lot of them think what Daniel Andrews is doing is frankly crackers. Look, please know, Victorians, the rest of the country is really thinking of you and um, we hope you do have a plan out of this at some point. Tim Smith, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks, thanks so much, Sam. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. He's cautious. Now, Sam, speaking of that roadmap, the Prime Minister has described Victoria's extended lockdown as crushing, warning of the economic pain it will unleash. Scott Morrison has also raised concern about contact tracing. Lockdowns and borders are not signs of success in dealing with COVID-19. They're not signs of success. And so it's important that we put ourselves in a position where they do not feature in how Australia is dealing with COVID-19 on a sustainable basis. Now, Victoria recorded 41 new cases yesterday, bringing its two-week daily average to 84. That number needs to be between 30 and 50 to trigger an easing of restrictions on September 28. Now, joining me is Dr Jason Thompson. He's one of the lead researchers who's provided modelling to the Victorian government, which informed the roadmap out of restrictions. Um, uh, Doctor, thanks for joining us. Um, no worries, Koshi. Thanks for having me on. Based on your modelling, is yeah. this the right roadmap going forward? Well, we didn't make any judgment about what the right one was. We were asked by government, we, we've got a model that um, uh, uh, is able to be used to uh, put policies into and see what the likely outcomes of those are over time, not just for next week, not just for the next two weeks, not just the next three weeks, but, yeah. but into the future. And so what it is that we, we were trying to do is provide as much information to the government as possible so that they had all as much information at their hands and then they could choose the strategy um, that, that they thought, um, okay. you know, minimised the, the risk as they saw it in, in their eyes. Have they chosen the best strategy available well, based on your modelling? It's not for me to judge because that that's a, really a societal issue, you know. Um, so so that's that's really up to up to the government. So our our role is just to provide as as many sort of scenarios as possible and to lay them all out right. and, and for them to to choose the ones that they they think are important um, and based on you know uh, obviously you know case numbers and whatever else that they they yeah. think is important. And I think. That importantly, as well, you know, our our input is just one input into our. In, you know, right. everyone's got an opinion on this. Everyone's got a you know legitimate um, uh, 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 opinion, and it all goes into the mix. Right. And ours is just you know ours because just the, the, more information. When we we're talking to the Victorian Health Minister yesterday, she yeah. was basically saying that your modelling produce this roadmap, that it was based on world-class modelling going forward. So she sort of laid that all basically on you. OK. Well, well what we would say is that what our modelling suggests is that... I'll give you the broad, the broad principles. Yep. If we release too early, it's like, you know, we're in September, I'll give you a, a, a football analogy. It's like having a, a really pumped-up football. It'll just bounce back at you. If, if we... The, the less sort of cases, the less sort of inflation we can have in that ball, by the time it hits the ground, we can hit the ground and we can stay on the ground. The last thing anyone wants is to bounce back into sure. a situation where we have more cases again and we, we go through this cycle of uncertainty where every eight weeks, you know, we don't know whether we're, we're 
up or down. So, um, you know, like, you know, we we don't know, um, you know, we, we found out about the roadmap on the, sa the same day and the same hour as everyone else. Oh, OK. All right. We've, we've, we've done all this work. Um, you know, we've done it for free. Um, we've, okay. we've done it with goodwill and we're Victorians as well. We're in the same situation. Sure. Absolutely. Totally understand. Uh, doctor, appreciate your time. Thank you. Good on you. Cheers. Here's Sam. Okay, let's look at Victorian businesses now. Industry leaders have described the Victorian government's so-called roadmap to reopening as a joke and say it's not worth the paper it's written on. Businesses in the state face weeks more uncertainty with the Premier's plan to end lockdown reliant on ambitious case targets being met. Daniel Andrews has also been accused of sending second-rate public servants to consult with businesses over the restrictions. And Australian Industry Group CEO Innes Will Willocks joins us now live from Melbourne. Innes, good morning and welcome to you. Hi, Sam. Now, there are fears Victoria's economy will be a, quote, basket case for years to come under this current roadmap. Uh, what other choice did Daniel Andrews have right now? Well, the Victorian government's given business no predictability, no certainty and no hope here. There's been extremely little consultation. Uh, Victorian industry... An Australian industry has operated very successfully without uh, coronavirus within workplaces now for months, um, but that wasn't taken into account. So the alternative was to be much more targeted, much more localised in the response. The reality is, Sam, that Victoria has 700 local government regions and there's only 10 cases in about 40 of them. So much of the state is coronavirus free and businesses just can't understand and they're increasingly angry, I think is the word, that they're not able to operate, uh, that they don't have predictability. We heard yesterday that, that after less than one day, we heard from the chief health officer, oh, well, we might go back and revise all this. Mm. That doesn't give business any, any confidence at all about the future in Victoria. So what we've got now is businesses planning to lay off staff. They don't have any choice. We've had CEOs in tears over this. Um, we we're in a situation where uh, no one's going to invest in Victoria for a long time to come, and uh, it's really just a terrible state of affairs. Was what sort of consultation was done with business groups in it? Uh, not much, Sam. To be honest, there were round tables, but that was more uh, business being told what was going to happen, put some ideas forward. Uh, the response was always, "Oh well, we'll take that away and think about it," but there was never anything back. It was sort of done at a at a public service level, um, businesses not seen the Premier, not seen the Treasurer, not seen other ministers apart from the occasional phone call that is usually initiated by business. So <clears throat> it's it's just been a pretty poor effort from the government. It's, it's the same as when uh, they introduced Stage 4, no consultation. This is why it's like it's ambushed business, mm. essentially. What a stuff up. I just wish you all the best. I hope there is a plan coming and I hope that as many businesses can survive as possible. That's all we can do it's, now, hope, I guess. It's going to be very tough for a lot of people. It so sure very will. Tough. It is heartbreaking. Innes Willocks, we, we really appreciate your time. We'll check in soon.